Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to season one, our new Patreon-only podcast where we recap the first season of a legendary TV show as voted on by you, our listeners on Patreon. And Dory, what is the first television show we are watching on season one? We are watching The O.C. The O.C. And you know what's interesting? The first ever episode of The O.C. aired on August 5th. 2003. So this is a 20-year anniversary. Wow, it is. And also, that was the day that my husband turned 20. Wow. Everything is coming up OC today. Well, listen, (sighs) we are going to be sharing this first episode of season one on our main podcast feed. So if you are listening and you want to hear more please join us over on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash forever35 and you can get new episodes of season one and all the other content we are making for as little as $5 a month. You can also email us if you have thoughts at forever35podcast at gmail.com. If you want to share where you were when you first saw the OC, let us know. Ooh, yeah. Also, this is going to be really fun because I did watch The O.C. I didn't watch all four seasons, but I I was a regular watcher of The O.C., but Kate did not watch The O.C. No, the first time I watched The O.C. was about an hour and a half ago. <laughs> and I texted Dory and I was like, where where, where have I been? What? How did I miss this? How did you miss this? Actually, I am curious. You know, it was 2003. I was performing improv comedy every night, working at a day job at a financial company. And then I was a temp. Like, I just, I don't even know if I had a TV. I didn't, I I didn't, I was never really home at night. Mm. Also because, you know, I was performing comedy and taking improv comedy classes. So I would just leave my apartment in the morning, go into Manhattan and stay there until like, you know, 11 o'clock at night. I wasn't really home in front of the TV. And this was pre like the streaming era. And I don't think I had TiVo. I couldn't afford anything like that. Mm-hmm. So this is what happened. 20 years later, I'm making a podcast with you and I get to watch 
the OC, which it first ran on Fox at 9 p.m. in the 9 p.m. slot. Definitely deserving of a 9 p.m. slot, I would say, after watching this first episode. It's pretty racy. It was interesting for me to go back and watch the pilot, the first episode of this show, because in my mind, like, yes, Ryan, who is the character played by Ben McKenzie, is obviously like a huge part of the show, but it's also so much about Seth and Summer. At least that's what, like, that's what evolves in later seasons. But in this episode, like, we open with Ryan and his older brother stealing a car. And it's really about, like, there's a lot of, like, exposition about Ryan's backstory and how he comes to live with the Coens. And, like, it was a lot of Ryan in a way that I had sort of forgotten about. Yeah, the first scene is, like, we're brothers and we're robbing this car because we live on the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah. Like it, it was just like every <laughs> part every of the cliche. dialogue. Yeah. yeah. So it was just introducing, you know, every bit of information we need to know about how Ryan is like a bad boy a bad with a boy. heart of gold. Yes. But Dory, he's got a heart of gold and he also has a choker that he wears that I see a through line through the show of necklaces that I yes. need to really talk about. Well, he's a bad boy with a heart of gold and he's like a genius. Right. Okay. Yes. So in the first five minutes, Ryan and his hot older brother are arrested for stealing a car. And Ryan meets with his public defender, who ultimately is the rich dad who lives in the OC. And the public defender is like, I get you, man. I also like, again, it's like Dory says, the exposition. I too was poor and lived in the Bronx. (laughs) Wow. Your SAT scores are amazing. You got to study and get out of here. Like it just sets up everything we need to know. Right. Uh, Kate, should we play a little bit of of that scene? Please, Dory. Please okay. play every second of the scene. Okay, here we go. Ryan, Sandy Cole. The court's appointed me a public defender. You get the worst. Are you okay? They treating you all right? Where's my brother? Uh, Trey is over 18. Trey stole a car, Trey had a gun in his pants, and has a pot in his jacket, a couple of priors. I'm guessing right now Trey's looking to three to five years, but Trey's not my concern. Is your first time in lockup? I'm assuming you don't plan on coming back. Your grades are not great. Suspended twice, fighting truancy three times. Uh, not- this is the moment. <laughs> your test scores, 98th percentile in your SAT ones. Brian, 98th percentile, if you start going to class, are you thinking about college? Have you given any thought at all to your future? Dude, I'm on your side. Come on, help me out here. Modern medicine is advancing to the point where the average human lifespan will be 100. But I read this article which said Social Security is supposed to run out by the year 2025, which means people are going to have to stay in their jobs until they're 80. So I don't want to commit to anything too soon. Uh, look. How is he also, in addition to being hot and a genius, a wise cracking cynic? <laughs> like, you know, like, it's like, this guy totally. has it all. He's got every <laughs> quality you want. 
in a heart. Like, can you imagine? I don't know how old he's supposed to be, 16, 17. It's never clear to me, even though they talk about how he's about to age out of the system in like a year or two. But like, I've never met a teen boy who talks with now such a fatalist tone. And I, look, Kate, he is world weary. He is world weary. (laughs) Well, we see that he's had a hard life. So yes, after he gets dropped off at home and home is obviously very troubled. Wait a second. Wait a second. Oh, what did I miss? His, his mother comes peeling in. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. So his mom (laughs) comes to pick him up. And his mom is again, like a, like a, (laughs) a smorgasbord of cliches. Right. Every, every cliche imaginable for troubled lady who troubled is a mom middle to aged like, lady. <laughs> yeah, to bad boy sons. She pulls up in like a beater of a car. She's chain smoking. She's got like like poorly bleached hair. Mm-hmm. And then back at the house, she's drinking. She's just yes. like pouring. She might as well just be pouring from a jug that says like alcohol written <laughs> on it. Like it doesn't matter what it is. She's establishing that she's abusing alcohol. And then, of course, there is a terrible, abusive stepdad watching TV in an armchair. Yeah. Of course. Of course. So he gets kicked out. And Sandy Cohen had given him his business card. And so he calls... Oh, is that the dad's name? Sandy Cohen? Yes, Sandy Cohen. And so he calls Sandy. And Sandy, who... You know, I think Sandy has a white knight complex sure he sees he sees a kindred spirit yes in ryan right like he sees a piece of his former self in totally this, this young gentleman totally and i also feel like there's a part of him that well as we later see when we meet his son seth Seth is not from like a hard scrabble background. <laughs> Seth has grown up like in the lap of luxury in Orange County. And I do feel like there's a part of Sandy that's like embarrassed. Kind of like he what? He's like embarrassed of Seth. Kind of. Yeah, like he kind of wishes his son were more like Ryan. Yeah, more rough and tumble. More rough and tumble. Now, we need to note that Ryan goes and makes a bunch of phone calls in front of a payphone. So first, the credits play. And that makes me very excited because I love that Phantom Planet song, California. Oh, yeah. And then yep. we this is 2003. And you'll see that phones are used to symbolize like wealth and status in this show, which is fascinating to me. So he has to make phone calls in front of a payphone trying to find somewhere to stay. And finally, he calls... Sandy. Yes. And Sandy comes and picks him up in his beamer and brings him home. Can we also (laughs) just talk about how, um, because I also had this question because I kind of forgot, but I was like, wait, Sandy's a public defender. Like how is he living in this mansion in the OC and driving a beamer? And Ryan also has that question. (laughs) Right. And then with more (laughs) exposition, I will say like the dialogue is well, it's a well-crafted kind of exposition where he reveals that his wife is the rich one. Yes. Yes. Which I, which I kind of like as a plot point, by the way. Yeah, me too. Me too. I like a rich wife. And Um, and she builds houses we learned and and we'll learn later on. Yes. She, she builds houses. Um, 
so okay so <laughs> he gets he gets to the cohen's house and immediately sandy's wife um is very skeptical i also just want to note as someone who also watched gossip girl did you watch gossip girl um, like bits and pieces. Is she okay. from? Do- is she the mom on Gossip Girl? No, I but she her looks. Name. She looks exactly like her. Sandy Cohen is Jewish, mm-hmm. and his son is sort of like a stereotypical, like nerdy Jewish guy. So the son, to me, even though I have not seen the movie No Hard Feelings, starring Jennifer Lawrence, that character, from what I've seen in like, the trailers I have watched, seems just like Seth Cohen. Like an, a quote-unquote indoor kid, what I, yes. I think is maybe the term that has been used in the past. Yes. Because when we first meet Seth, Ryan comes in and Seth is just like playing video games like a, the sweet little dork that he is. Yes, but wait, let's back up because... Okay, toot toot. Who is the first <gasps> person right. that Ryan meets who's his age in the OC? It's not Seth. It's, it's Marissa Cooper. It's Marissa Cooper. So let's let's... Let's play the scene where Ryan and Marissa meet and they meet outside their houses. Marissa, like sidebar, Marissa is always waiting for a ride outside her house. <laughs> you know what? She waits for so many rides in just she the waits. pilot of this episode. She, she has a boyfriend with a tiny dick big truck. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Who are you? Whoever you want me to be. Come on. Okay. <laughs> we okay. just had to hear that. <laughs> Has any man, boy, teen, adult ever said that to you? Who are you? No. Whoever you want me to be? I know. Again, like, I was like, was Ben McKenzie able to deliver, deliver this with a straight face? No, he is. Everyone like- is laughing off screen. Oh gosh. Okay, <sighs> so Mar- so Marissa lives next door. She's played by Misha Barton. She's wearing extremely low-rise pants. <laughs> now, prior to this, my only knowledge of Misha Barton was seeing her randomly in an episode of the MTV documentary series Rich Girls, starring Allie Hilfiger and Jamie Gleischer, Geischer? Mhm. And Misha Barton was like their friend from high school and is in an episode where I think they're going to a school dance. Oh, that's so funny. And then the next thing I knew, this was like back in 2003, then all of a sudden she was on this TV show that I never watched. That's really funny. Deep cut. Okay. Should we yeah. should we watch a little bit more? Uh, sure. Okay. He's lighting a cigarette. Hey, can I bomb a cigarette? Now, she's in a tank top and he's in a hooded sweatshirt and a leather jacket. Like, what temperature is it in the OC? <laughs> Great point. Oh, they kiss their cigarettes. Yes. They're making eye contact. I know smoking is not supposed to be sexy, but this is kind of sexy. Ooh, now he's smoking again. He's hot, Dory. I need to say this. Oh, yeah, he's super hot. I didn't didn't realize. 
So what are you doing here? Seriously. Seriously? I stole a car. Oh my god. <laughs> Crashed it. Actually, my brother did. Since he had a gun and drugs on him, he's in jail. He's maintaining like out. heavy eye contact with her as he said out. that. He's making now a he's fuck. I want to fuck you face. Yes. So Mr. Cohen took me in. You're their cousin from Boston, right? Okay. Hold on. We need to pause for a second. <laughs> Where does this you're their cousin from Boston come from? It is clearly something that like maybe got cut edited out in post oh. like i bet there was a scene where like marissa is talking to some to sandy and he's like uh the cousin from boston's here okay or yeah because marissa just makes that up to like makes- support him right you know right, what i'm right. saying like or yes. she makes it up in that moment yes okay good point that was what i assumed the marissa's savvy she gets it yeah so, okay, so in the scene, we also get that, like, Marissa is attracted to bad boys. Of course she is. She's a sheltered rich girl living in the OC with a terrible boyfriend who makes homophobic comments and bullies people and wears a white shell necklace. Her boyfriend is a sort of like a stereotypical John Hughes movie, like cartoonish, like popular kid guy yes and he is indeed in a puka shell (laughs) choker necklace as opposed to ryan's kind of leather cord yeah like a leather cord (laughs) and so i do i think we see like good versus evil in their necklaces so we're just going to take a short break and we will be right back I am the first to admit that gift giving is not easy for everyone. It's taken me a long time to become like a halfway decent gift giver. But what I have learned is that the best way to win the gift giving game is to gift memories. Ooh. And you know how you do that, Kate? I'm I'm ready. I'm listening. The Aura digital Mm -hmm. frame Mm -hmm. preloaded with decades of family photos. We have gifted this to many people. And when you gift this, your family will love looking back on childhood memories and seeing what you're up to today. Even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating the frame with new photos. So it's really the gift that keeps on giving. It's super easy to set up. It takes literally two minutes. You download the app. You set up the Wi-Fi. Boom. Boom. You're good to go. Yep. We have given this to my parents. We've given mm-hmm. this to Matt's parents. Mm-hmm. Same, same. It's so easy because you can add photos from the app like anytime you want. And also like my brother has the app so he can add photos from his family. My sister has the app so she can add photos. My parents also have it. So they also add their own photos. That is one of the coolest parts I think of the Aura Frame is that everybody can contribute. Yes. I love that about uh, we have two aura frames in our house i have Ooh. one in my office and yeah and one in our family room and do my they kids have love do it. they have the same pictures on them no they have different pictures <gasps> Ooh, mm-hmm. oh that's interesting maybe i should get one from my office I'm looking at a picture of my in- children right now right interesting mm-hmm. hmm. putting that away for later store that 
Yes. Uh, the Aura app lets you share photos more securely than with email, which is what many other digital frames require. And also then you're not taking up your email storage. So win-win. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Forever 35 listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code FOREVER35 at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, look, I don't know about you, but when I hold on to some negative feelings, it really starts to impact my day-to-day. I get a little snippy and short with the people in my life. Things start to really feel overwhelming. And look, it's just generally not great for me or for the people that I am interacting with. And I do find that my time in therapy is a real safe space to get those things off my chest and figure out how to work on and work through things that are weighing on me Mm. or maybe weighing on you. For example, like I have actually really been working on mindfulness in therapy. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Easier said than done, but that's the work, right? Like just learning about kind of like really creating a breathing practice and paying attention to my physical body and my feelings. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and to learn productive coping skills. If you're thinking about trying therapy, try BetterHelp. It's convenient and accessible anywhere because it is 100% online. All it takes to get started is filling out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you're not vibing with the therapist, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash forever35 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash forever35. You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin, is that like what it needs now in my 40s is not what I needed in my 30s. Totally. Definitely not what I needed in my 20s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs? It's hard. It's hard to know. Especially when there's just like so many products out there, the overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want, what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe. I love it. They will pair you with a board-certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation. You upload photos. And like within a few weeks, I had done the consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing. And that is how I became a Tretinoin gal. I love the Tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code is only available to Forever 35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click 
get started and then use our code forever35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you apostrophe for sponsoring this episode. I think it's safe to say that we have suffered through bras. We've been uncomfortable in them. We've devoted whole episodes to finding good ones, but I'm here to say enough is enough. Enough, enough. I mean, Dory, have I ever told you, have I ever told you what I did in college when I needed a bra to wear with a fancy dress? What? I cut the top of pantyhose and then I duct taped that to my chest. Oh, sounds uncomfortable because <laughs> i i didn't have honey love when i was in college no well we are here to say no more being uncomfortable with no honey, no with honey loves bras you will wonder why it took so long to make something so comfortable and so supportive there's no underwire but through some kind of wonderful magic they managed to not sacrifice lift all while making it in a fabric that's so comfortable you barely know it's there especially the crossover bra I wear one of these almost every day. I'm wearing one right now because it's so comfortable and it easily fits into my life. But if you like a breathable and versatile legging, Honey Love has you covered on that front too. Plus, they have tanks, shapewear, and their V-bra that has molded cups still without the underwire to keep Mm -hmm. you from getting that dreaded uniboob effect other more relaxed bras tend to give you. So treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we send you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it. Kate, what were you what were you thinking now? You know, this is about 10 minutes in to the episode. Like, what is going through your mind at this point? I mean, honestly, it's like, how did I miss this? This is right up Mm. my alley. It's super cheesy. It's very heavy handed. Nothing about the acting, especially with the young actors, is especially fantastic. I think he's really hot. Like, why? Where was I? Why did I sleep on this show for so long? I mean, I think you explained why you slept on this show. Yes, but I'm more just kind of like, oh, wow, this is, I'm into this. Like maybe also, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. I was a little snobby about the OC and I was like, no, oh, no, no, I don't okay. watch the OC. Okay. So when Ryan wakes up the next morning, yes, he back, like, back to the OC, back to the show, <laughs> he walks outside and it's like he's in paradise, right? And he meets Seth. And Seth is this kind of, first of all, Seth is so cute. He mumbles, it's like impossible for me to understand anything he says, but we finally established that the one thing he does is sail a boat, which is named after a girl he has a crush on who he's never talked to. I mean, did you not find this quite creepy? (laughs) Yes, it's horrifying. All of it. (laughs) All of it is horrifying. Number one, I'm pretty sure they're drinking bottles of ocean spray, cranberry juice on the boat. I was like, was this product placement? Like, who was just drinking bottles of ocean spray cranberry juice? It had to have been product placement. I'm sure. But, you know, I do love an ocean spray shout out. I mean, I do feel like that is a Massachusetts originated company. That is fair. That is fair. We love a cranberry bog. And I just felt like. (laughs) We are pro cranberry bog here. We're bog heads. We're big bog heads. But what I will say is that who in Southern California is walking around drinking cranberry juice unless they all have urinary tract infections? 
<sighs> That's fair. Maybe Seth and Ryan. I keep wanting to call him Ben. Seth and Ryan woke up with UTIs and they were like, let's get on this boat. Oh my God. Talk about our bladders. Okay. So they're <laughs> on the boat. We established that Seth has never talked to her. And yet he has named a boat after her, which I'm like, how long have you been obsessed with this girl? And also, how has nobody in the town noticed Seth floating around on his <laughs> boat named after a girl who lives in the town? Like, Great if I saw someone <laughs> sailing on a boat called the Dory Shafrir, I would be like, hey. Well, okay. To be fair, her name is Summer. So it's not like completely weird because you could you, just assume. Do you think her middle name is Breeze? Because the boat is named the Summer Breeze. Right. So maybe people are like, oh, he likes summer breezes. <laughs> A stretch? Okay. <laughs> no, no, not from you, from everybody in this town. Like, wh- okay. again, in Newport, as they call it, which is an actual place, but you know. So here's can we play this scene of where they discuss going to the fashion show and Ryan goes, maybe summer will be there. And Seth's response is, that's interesting. She is Marissa's best friend. Like, it's the first time he's donned. This has dawned on him? <laughs> totally. Okay, here we like, go. Like, he's the dumbest person in this town. Okay, I think this is where it is. Hey, fellas. I thought we'd head over to the fashion show at about seven. Yeah, have fun. Come on. It's a whole new school year, Seth. It's also the same kids, Dad. Why do they even need a fashion show? Every day's a fashion show for these people. Yeah, well, Ryan has to go. Marissa invited him. Marissa invited you? I've lived next door to Marissa since, like, forever. Her dad almost got married to my mom, even. And, like, she's never even invited me to a birthday. That is not true. They did not almost get married. Uh, Hey, maybe Summer would be there. That's interesting. She's Marissa's best friend. She's Marissa's best friend. Seven? Seven. Seven. That never dawned on you, you goofball? I think, I mean, I think it did, but, like... Is he trying to play it cool? I think he's trying to play it cool. I also think he's very invested in his posture of Mm. like, I am the outcast slash iconoclast of Newport. He is the Dan Humphrey to name check a gossip girl character of the West Coast. Yes. Josh Schwartz has put himself in (laughs) all of his shows. Yes. All these like... (laughs) These, like, moody, dorky, hot brunette guys. Exactly. Um, who fall for... Well, I guess, I mean, Summer Summer is summer is also brunette. Yeah, but we need to talk about Summer in a minute because she's terrible. But let's, let's just not miss this one plot twist where we discover that Marissa's dad is being hunted by the feds. Yeah, I love all of the subplots. Like, it, it is truly a soap opera. Yes. And I also want to note that Marissa answers the door. Normally she's in a flip-flop, but there is one scene where she answers the door in black checkered vans. And I just find that it was like, we want to make sure you know this takes place in Southern California. Totally. Again, with the low-rise pants. Hello again. My dad's not here. And when can we expect him? I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
Well, then when you see your father, can you please remind him again how much we'd like to talk? Let me leave you another one of my cards. Have a good day. We see that it's from the SEC. <laughs> she walks slowly in her vans. Her dad's like, thanks for lying for me. Hey. Tate Donovan. Thanks, kiddo. I just didn't have time to, to deal with those guys right now. <laughs> didn't have time for a criminal Who investigation. <laughs> Suits. Bureaucrats. The man. The man. <laughs> so that killed me because, like, he's going, suits, bureaucrats, the man. Like, from his oceanfront, again, from his oceanfront yeah. mansion. <laughs> yeah. They're the man. Right, but they're the man. <laughs> this was quite a scene. And and we see her dad later really have a meltdown. Like, we really learn he is... He's up He's not to in a good it. place. You know, yeah. he's not he's not in a good place. Um, it's also, I mean, I guess it's sort of like willful ignorance on her part. But like but if like, someone if someone came to the had come to the door now seemingly several times mm-hmm, mm-hmm. looking like central casting federal agents mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and handed me a card from the SEC saying that they really needed to talk to my dad. Like, I don't think I would just accept his sort of like, oh, bureaucrats, the man. No. <laughs> like, and also, I wouldn't be savvy enough to lie to the feds. I would have been like, no problem. Totally. My parents are right this way. Totally. Committing crimes. <laughs> like, just her. These teens are so like knowledgeable of the world. Yes. 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 As we'll see. As we shall see. Okay, so should we talk about the fashion show? Oh, the fashion show. It was so bad. They played one song at the fashion show for like 17 minutes. Okay, but first of all, the lead up to the fashion show, we see Ryan getting into a suit. Like everyone is super dressed up. Mm-hmm. There's a big cocktail party before the fashion show. And it starts off with an old woman t- insulting Boston, the town he he's pretending to be from Boston, Seattle, and Canada. <laughs> but you know, Josh Schwartz is from Providence, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it's a little but, dig into Boston. There. Yeah, but I feel like we do need to watch briefly the scene of um, Julie Cooper, Marissa's mother. Oh my God, fat she's terrible. Her. <laughs> Sorry, trigger warning for fat shaming. Also, I just want I mean, to note that her sister is played by Shailene Woodley. That's Shailene Woodley? Yes. Are you kidding me? I'm oh not my kidding gosh. you. Wow. Wow. I had no idea. Okay. okay. Wow. Here wow. we go. Jack my nails. Oh, I love them, Caitlin. Do you like my hair this straight or is it too Avril Lavigne? <laughs> no, it looks good, Mom. No, Marissa, you look... Oh, honey, I thought you were going to wear your hair down. Pull back like that. It's a little harsh on your angles. Okay, let's go. It'll be so amazing tonight. Are you going to wear the Donna Karen, Maris? I thought it was very forgiving. You look beautiful, kiddo. I mean, like, what? <laughs> I mean, the this name... would be horrible to say to anybody. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, she looks like she weighs about 95 pounds. <laughs> yeah, this is... I mean, I know we're establishing the mom as some sort of villain. Yeah. But, ugh. Yeah, it's just, really... It's just gross. It's gross. 
Totally. And the mom makes a million gross comments. I mean, the mom is barely featured, but when she's on screen, she's just terrible. She's oh, like cliche. She, All the moms are cliche yes. in a ver- in a in some way in this yes. show. Well, she is featured a lot more later on. Okay. Okay. Great. I look forward to it. Um, this is when we first meet Rachel Bilson at the fashion show as Summer Breeze. Yes. Now, I'm curious, Kate. I mean, I know you probably, I'm sure you knew that it was Rachel Bilson, but like, did you have a mental image of what she looked like or how she acted? Okay. So I assumed that the character of Summer as played by Rachel Bilson was going to be kind of like a dork or like a sidekick, but instead she's like sassy, hitting on Ryan. Well, and I know that Summer and Seth are like a thing at some point down the road. I'm pretty sure I do know that. So I I guess I just didn't expect her to be so like kind of like obnoxious the way that they write this character. Uh And that was surprising to me. I, I, cause, cause I feel like Marissa's kind of supposed to be that, but then Summer is almost that and is worse. And she's mean. Also, she makes a lot of mean comments. She makes like a gross face about Chino, California. Yes. Uh, she does rightfully note that it is weird that Seth has named his boat after her. Like that is a red flag. And a she thousand percent accurately calls that. I also do just want to note that like, we see this exact same character on Gossip Girl in Leighton Meester's Blair Waldorf. Okay. And Leighton Meester and Rachel Bilson look a lot alike. And Leighton Meester is married to Adam Brody? Yes. Yeah. They have two kids. So like... <laughs> yeah. All I could think about, honestly, is like Rachel Bilson commenting on Bill Hader's dick. That's like, this is the first thing that came to mind when she walked onto the screen. That and she's in like terrible blue eyeshadow. Yes, she is in terrible blue eyeshadow. Um, is there any part of the fashion show that you want to play? No, it's all terrible. It's They're, all terrible. Mar- Marissa introduces it. And she's like, hey, guys, we're here to raise money for the battered like, women's shelter. I, I, I was, I was, I, was like, what? I, I mean, I guess I was just supposed to like suspend my disbelief here. Yeah. But it was very strange because I also think this is like right before they go back to school, it seems like. Yes, I like think we you're had right. that like bit end of position on the beach. Um, and it just seemed, I don't know, it seemed strange to me that a, like, a, I think a 16 year old girl like Marissa would have like orchestrated this whole fashion show. Also, because Marissa is kind of portrayed as like, Uh, like like she does like she's sort of above it all like she doesn't care she's like a cool popular girl but she like does this whole fashion show i don't know i i felt like it was a little incongruous yeah and i think the most interesting thing to me about this fashion show is how it is a relic of a different time because the designers Mm. they're calling out like there's one line where someone goes has anyone seen my betsy johnson dress totally like there and then i think the other designers that get referenced are calvin klein and vera wang vera wang yes donna karen yeah it's just very like the who's who of the late 90s totally and when um summer does walk down the catwalk she's wearing what looks to be like a baby dress or something oh yeah they were all in baby yeah that this was the baby time i forgot about baby does baby still exist it must 
Um, I believe baby does exist. Oh, good. It still exists. Yeah, I see that. Okay. So after the fashion, oh no, one thing we do see at the fashion show is Marissa's dad having a full on meltdown in a bathroom stall because they're chatting about money at the table and how like Marissa can get whatever she wants. There's another reference later on to like how her dad's always buying her bags. But as we know, he's in financial trouble and he is, he's shitting bricks. And seems to be or like running some kind of Ponzi scheme because someone at the table makes a reference to like how he's going to like make him so rich. Yep. And he's, he's like, our Bernie Madoff. <laughs> yeah. Then he goes and he beats up a toilet paper holder. But of course, Ryan, the eyes and ears of the soul, Ryan hears it all. Ryan sees and hears everything that's going on in Newport. He knows everybody's true essence. He, I can already tell, gets Marissa when nobody else does. And he is in the bathroom when her dad has this little meltdown. So he knows yes. something's up. He knows something's up. They then go to an after party. Still in their suits. <laughs> They're in their suits, but then every woman is in a bikini? Yes. And... Marissa's not in a bikini, but she has changed into a different dress, but they're still in their suits. <laughs> and to be clear, is Seth is in a, yes, Seth is in a full tie. So is Ryan. And Summer immediately starts hitting on Ryan. Yes. And Marissa is drinking a lot. And also everybody is white. Everybody oh, is yeah. white. Yes. Everybody is white. Um, and Marissa's ostensible boyfriend is there, but he like immediately hits on another girl and goes like down to the beach with her. And of but course, Ryan, he, Ryan sees he saw, this. Right. But he, terrible boyfriend, saw Marissa make a flirty look at Ryan in the middle of the fashion show. So now he yes. is retaliating because he's a terrible, emotionally manipulative, abusive monster. Yes. Thank Puka you. For, necklace thank you for boyfriend for saying that. Yep. You're so welcome. <laughs> I hate this boyfriend. I hate his car. I hate his necklace. I hate that he, he he's terrible. He's got he's, and you big, know what? He's not even fun terrible. It's like boring no, terrible. No, he's he's got James Spader in pretty and pink energy. Yeah, except I would have sex with that character and I wouldn't have sex with this one. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, well, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It. 
is there anything else we need to talk about regarding the well well there's a couple things we actually do need to talk about regarding the after party because summer is drunk and flirts with ryan and seth sees it and goes i named my boat after you or her and she's like excuse me what the fuck yeah and then uh seth ryan tries to tell seth that like he wasn't flirting with summer she was flirting with him she's drunk blah 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 and then he says like he basically is like go back to chino yeah and then she goes chino ew ew assholes all these people yeah they're all assholes um but then later ryan rescues seth from marissa's boyfriend and his like fellow goons Mm -hmm. and then ryan rescues marissa because marissa's terrible drunk friends drunk drive to her house drop her off on the patio like the entryway in front and just leave and call her the R word, number one. Like, that's oh, the yeah. other thing is like, there's so many just awful dated things yes. like that in this show. But then, of course, guess who's awake and lurking? Ryan in his tank top. Um, do we want to play anything from the... There's I no, mean, like, dialogue in that, so so that's probably no, not that interesting to play. The but. scene where the next morning the mom's like, you've got to leave. Wait, are you making bacon? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Oh, he's a good person now. Uh, um, so, so they the next morning, they find out that Seth got in the fight. He's drunk. He says a black eye, and the mom tells the dad, tells Sandy, "It's time for Ryan to go. You yeah. brought riffraff into this house, and we he's corrupting our video our game perfect, loving, yes, sailing, dreaming of Tahiti son." Well, and and, we and, get him out. and I think we also start to see here how um, Sandy and oh my god, what is her name? The wife, Kirsten. Kirsten, yes, Kirsten. I was going to say, in the mom's defense, she does catch Ryan ordering a drink at the fashion show. Yes, and takes it from him. Yeah, like I would also like if my husband brought home a stranger to live in our house without consulting me, like. That's oh, not totally cool. well, and also like Ryan gets Seth to go to this after party where he gets beat up. Right. I mean, Ryan is just trying to get him with Summer. I see what he's doing. He's a matchmaker at heart. Totally, well, heart of gold, heart of gold. And um, but this is a bridge too far for Kirsten, and she is like, "Where is my sweet innocent child? Mommy wants Seth back." Yeah. So here's what happens. They're in the kitchen. Look, Ryan, I don't mean to play bad cop. It's nothing personal. Is that bacon? I usually make breakfast at my house. My mom's not much of a cook, so. I'm sorry. You seem like a really nice kid. It's okay. He's made an entire spread. I get it. <laughs> There's eggs, ketchup. <laughs> He just helped himself to all the pots and pans. You have a really nice family. So he made them breakfast and then he left. He never ate. Yeah. (sighs) So Sandy takes him back to Chino where he 
finds that his family has his his mom has left the house. Like the the house is empty. No furniture, yeah. like everything's gone. And there's a note on the counter that you can kind of see says Dear Ryan, but we don't know what it says. I know I tried to Google what it said and I couldn't couldn't find like it written down anywhere online. So as he's departing, Marissa is outside waiting to get picked up. Right? Like as he's depart before he departs the Cohen's house, we yes. see Marissa. Again, she's waiting for once a ride. again. <laughs> waiting for the boyfriend to come and get her. She's in flip-flops and she seems to not at all be hungover, nor is there any of the mention of the fact that Ryan put her in the Cohen's boathouse, or not boathouse, in the Cohen's pool house to sleep. And she's fine, and there's like no discussion of this. She's I also just, like, just want to point out never. That, it, that it seems like she doesn't have a cell phone. Well, I, you know, there was that one scene at the party with a bunch of girls kind of standing and gabbing on their cell phones, and I... I it might still be a time where it's like conceivable that not everybody has one. Right. Because I'm just thinking like, like today when someone comes to pick you up, they usually will text like I'm here and then you'll come out. Yes. Marissa's is always standing outside. Marissa's just waiting outside. Oh, and Dory, I think one important thing we need to note is that before Ryan leaves, Seth gives him a map Oh, yes. Of the of Pacific Tahiti? Ocean. Of the Pacific yes. Ocean. <laughs> Which is Seth's dream is to sail to Tahiti on oh, the also, summer breeze. Seth, Seth, like, doesn't exactly apologize to Ryan, but, like, acknowledges that Ryan had his back at the party. Yeah. They're going to be good friends. I know it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, when they get back to the house, to Ryan's house, his family's just gone. And so, the dad, Sandy, is like, oh... I guess I'm going to forget that whole conversation I just had with Kirsten. Why don't you just come back to the OC? Totally. <laughs> and that is the end of the pilot. That's it. All right. Do we have any winners and losers of this episode? Like who comes out on top looking good and who are we skeptical of? I mean, I think that ultimately, even though, as you pointed out, it was kind of fucked up that he didn't consult Kirsten before bringing Ryan home. Like, I do think Sandy is portrayed as he also has a heart of gold, right? He does. He's you a know? good guy. He's, He's also guy. very handsome. Of course. And like, what is going to happen with the fact that Marissa's dad and Seth's mom almost got married and they have like a little bit of like remember when we were in high school conversation yes and Julie gonna have some sort of Julie Cooper sees them talking (laughs) yeah I just I don't I don't know I just don't want that to get messy it's already messy enough in Newport Kate I hate to break Uh, it to you but no everything no just like everything is messy it's all messy that's fair (laughs) Um, I mean, I think Ryan, you know, I think we're always meant to side with Ryan, right? Yes. And I think it's clear the Coopers are a total shit show. Mrs. Cooper's terrible. The dad is a mess. Nobody cares about Shailene Woodley or what she's up to. And Marissa's just, oh, also Marissa has no curfew. The dad was like, she just doesn't really come home. My parents, let me tell you, that would not fly. I had to be home at like 11 o'clock. I did not have a curfew, so 
what? I didn't have a curfew. I just had to like tell my parents where I was. Were you the coolest friend in the friend group? I don't like remember my friends. Like, I don't know. Maybe like, I don't know. I I guess I had a couple of friends who had curfews, but I don't like remember people having like super strict curfews. Maybe I just hung with a bad crowd. (laughs) Yeah. Look at you. I was like the Seth. And I, I remember once I lied about almost hitting a deer because I was like 10 minutes late driving home from my boyfriend's house and I didn't have a good excuse. So I just made up oh. that I almost hit a deer. Yeah, no, my parents like went to sleep. <laughs> wow. My mom was, there was my there parents was would one, stay up. There was one time my freshman year, like kind of when I first started going out, that I stayed out till like 2.30. What? And I didn't. And I hadn't called and said, and you know, this was before cell phones. So like they had no idea where I was. And I remember my mom came down the stairs, like practically crying, being like, I didn't know oh. where you were. And that was like, oh my God. So ever since then, she was basically just like, just tell me where you are. And I yeah. was like, okay. And then I did. And that was that. And like the other thing, I mean, I don't remember, but like, you know, it was the 90s. So I could be like, I'm going to my friend Carrie's house. And then like, we could go wherever we wanted to go. And I just told them that I was at Carrie's house. So it was fine. I don't know. Being a teenager before cell phones was a wild ride. (laughs) It's it is wild because now I can, you know, my if my kid has a Apple watch, I can track where that person is at all times. Like exactly. I follow her around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it would have made for bad TV. So I'm, I mean, Apple watch tracking. So I'm glad. Totally. That you <sighs> didn't have a, well, have a cell phone. <clears throat> I think the Coopers, I think Mrs. Cooper is the loser of this episode and summer summer sucks so far. I can't believe Seth has a crush on her. She doesn't have a nice personality. No, she doesn't. She's a me. She's a, she's a mean she's girl. She's mean. Yeah. I was really bummed about that. I thought she was I just, I don't know. I thought my impression was that summer was nice, but you know what else is change. interesting just as a sort of like industry note is I noted that, uh, Misha Barton is a series regular in this season and Rachel Bilson is not. She's a guest star. She's like, but recurring. the boyfriend is in the credits. The random puka necklace boyfriend is in the credits. Yeah, but he's not a series regular. But is Rachel Bilson in the credits? She's in the credits, but like... Okay. You know when... But she's not full billing. She, Yeah, she's... So she's not a series regular. She's a... I think she, I think they call it recurring or something. Yeah. Um, Which is basically like a different pay grade, yeah. essentially. So the billing goes Peter Gallagher, who's Sandy Cohen... Kelly Rowan, who's Kirsten, and then Ben McKenzie. Like, he was third on the call sheet. And you know what I read? He randomly just, like, had graduated college and moved out to L.A. and was, like, waiting tables. And then this was essentially, I think, his big break. I mean, good for him. And then Misha Barton. Yeah. And now Ben McKenzie is, like, a cryptocurrency act, like, anti-crypto activist. I know. I follow him on Twitter. I love him. Which I love. He's really smart. He actually is really smart. (laughs) Mm -hmm. See, he is like his character. Um, Maybe we can interview him about his book about crypto. It comes out this summer. Well, there we go. Oh my gosh, there's our in. There's our in. All right, everybody. 
listen, thank you for listening. Again, this first episode of season one is available to everyone. Future episodes will only be available on our Patreon. So if you want to hear more of our rambling about the first season of the OC, head on over to patreon.com slash forever 35. If you support us at the $5 level, you get all of season one, you get all of the content. If you support us at the $10 level, you will get um, ad free episodes. And a shout out, baby. And a shout out. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Bye.